This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Eating You. I'm Brian Yang with Ariel Lieti. Hey. And today we have a very special guest, Diana Yen, who is uh, a designer, a uh, cookbook author, and a multidisciplinary creative. And uh, you're you're in New York now, but are you on the West Coast um, right actually, now? Actually, um, I actually I moved from Brooklyn to Ojai, California. Oh wow! Yeah, just the past few months. So the whole operation is uh, on the West Coast now. It is. I'm I'm setting things up over here. Very cool. Is that yeah. pandemic related or just uh, personal reasons? Um, pandemic jump started it. Um, I'm from California and I wanted to be close to my family. Yep. And um, I had a few childhood friends that moved out to Ojai, which is really known for its farms. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go full circle and come out here. And I think I can learn about food in a deeper way. Very cool. Yeah, I'm from the West Coast originally as well and trying to get back as soon as possible. Also, what okay. the hell? That's yeah. the first I'm hearing of this, Brian. I thought he told you. You can't just leave. Yeah, we're trying and to move tell back. Me on the pod. <laughs> Breaking news. This is shitty. Well, okay, fine. I think no, this is please. a good segue into our first segment that we always do called What's Eating You, the namesake yeah. of the podcast. Ariel, what's eating you this week? I have a combination what's eating me and what's feeding me right now. Um, so I what's feeding me. This weekend, I went on a little getaway to the Catskills. It was beautiful. And by getaway, I mean it. This is getaway.com. They're these like tiny houses in the Catskills. Love a tiny house. Gorgeous. We love a tiny house. Now I want to buy a tiny house all of a sudden. Like same. I love a depreciating value asset. So (laughs) it's going to absolutely depreciate. I'm so into it. So I get there. Love it. We arrive there. I'm looking around the tiny house. And then in order to go to the bathroom, you have to like step up into the bathroom so there's a shower and a toilet so i was looking at it like oh my god wow so cute and i go to walk out of the bathroom and i immediately slip and fall and hurt both my knees my knee is like gushing blood i have bruises i'm pissed so i assume that i let getaway know this and be like i'm injured on your site like i should get something for free because also like i paid a lot of money for this and they were just like oh wow really sorry to hear that you fell so they true. run these tiny homes. It's not like they run these. It's not like Airbnb have, where it's like a person. Right. It's like a whole company that runs these tiny homes and like sets you up for success. And they did not set me up for success. And they also didn't give me anything for free. So this is also what's eating me is if you run a corporation and someone fucking falls and bleeds on your site, you should give them something for free or a discount or a coupon. 20 bucks would have been, I think. 20 bucks. Yeah. Fair. That's the I right think. number. $10 a knee. Per knee. That's like pretty. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, thanks, guys. Or like somebody, anybody coming over and giving me something, a bouquet, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It was Mother's Day. A meal voucher. I always like a meal voucher. I would love a meal voucher. Up in the something. Catskills, you know? Lovely. 
Nothing. Chicken pot pie, whatever. Nope. They eat up I there. starved and I bled. <laughs> Sounds good. And that's what was eating me. <laughs> that's how we slowly reintegrate nice, back into society after the yeah. pandemic. Yes. Starving and bleeding. Yes, that's right. Well, I have something that's feeding me this week. Um, uh, like I told you in our pre-production meeting, we are somewhat sponsored now by a really cool seltzer company um, called oh, Sanzo. Yeah. And it's a Asian run company wow, with Asian us. flavored seltzer. Um, but because yeah. I don't live in like the best building in New York City, we don't have like a doorman. So all of our deliveries get put into a closet which we have to ask our landlord for permission to get into. So I haven't done that yet. And the Sanzo is in that closet and I can't wait to try it. Cause I am very excited about this. It sounds good. What flavor do you know? Like Asian flavor, like dragon fruit mm. and um, lychee and like I'm stuff like that. that. Yeah. I love lychee. Send me some. What's Seltzer is very big right now. It's a very cool get. I, feel I like. am. I'm a seltzer bitch. I have my Trader Joe's sparkling, but you know, now I'm a Sanzo bitch. So it doesn't. Yeah. Matter. I'm going to send you because they sent me a case. So I'm going to send you half of it so you can try oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. Yeah. I love it. They were very nice. Um, they're also sponsoring the Asian comedy festival, which I'm performing oh, in this month. Oh yeah. Um, on the 16th. So thank you, Sanzo. So the, I don't know. It just feels legitimate for the podcast to have like a food based sponsor. Like yeah, we're doing it. That. Love it. So, Dan, yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. get the, the vibe of the What's Eating You segment. Is there something bothering you or something making you feel good today or this week or in general? Um, the What's Feeding Me part, um, I just came back from a road trip up north. So um, I went, you know, all the way to Sea Ranch, you know, like um, it's past San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, so I went on a road trip with my family and we got to eat a lot of good seafood and cook a lot. And then and then Big Sur on the way back. So I feel really good. Wow. Nice. That's always be in great. nature. That's, did you yeah. fall or anything? Did you bleed? Did anyone try? To no, save? but like we're the opposite. Like now that I'm back on the West coast, like you're not allowed to complain and you're never allowed. Like even if something oh. doesn't happen to you or something does you, you kind of have to swallow it. It's like, like, so <laughs> chill so, vibes. I, I could like, never I move to the West felt, coast. Yeah. You're not allowed to um, speak up. About <laughs> no way. You, you know what? What's eating me is I, you can't honk ever. Right. No matter what, what. you can I'm sit not made at a stoplight for like 15 minutes. And if you honk, everyone is going to think you're aggro and crazy. Yeah. I just got back from so, Hawaii. So that's hard. And driving there is so peaceful. Like people let you in and even the cab drivers, like yeah. one of the cab drivers brought his aunt and his dog and they just talked to us the whole time. But you know, Diana, you've lived in New York for a long time. Cab it's drivers weird. don't talk to you here. <laughs> yeah, making <laughs> eye contact with strangers is still uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm, that's hard for me. The I'm culture the shock. I like to be chatty and wonderful, but I also want to be able to complain and get free stuff. So there's like, there's really, where's the happy medium there in the West coast? I don't know. You're too Jersey for the West coast. It yeah. yeah. I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> not meant friendly to be. though. <laughs> Damn. All right. I'm not moving there. How long were you um, on this wonderful camping trip? Cause I follow you on Instagram, Diana, and I saw all the great food you were making oh, on this trip. Cool. It was like a week. Like we yeah, kind of okay. made our way up there. Cause I think Sea Ranch is like a 10 hour drive from, from Ojai. So mm -hmm. 
it's pretty far. So we just made our way up and stopped in all these like kind of coastal towns. Yeah. And, um, I definitely plan my trip around food. So like every time <laughs> there's like same. a farmer's market, like I go up with like an empty cooler usually and I just buy stuff along the way if we're going to like Airbnb. So I, I was going to ask you that. Like, so the food you were <laughs> making, I saw you made some seafood and really fresh yeah. looking stuff. So that was just whatever they had in the shops and the farmer's markets that you guys were at at the time. Yeah, yeah, that whole area from I think from, you know, just along the coast, especially like Monterey, it starts to be really, really famous for seafood. Yeah. So I'll just like go to the pier and, you know, see what I find and then like load it up and then cook it all at the house. That's awesome. amazing. Monterey is beautiful. It's where they film Big Little Eyes and it's so yeah. fun. <laughs> My wife like and I rented it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's melancholy out there. It is, like, yeah. It's what like we great. rented an Airbnb out there one time and just pretended to be uh mean white people from that show. Yeah, it was rich pretty... white people. <laughs> I remember when you did that. You changed after that, Brian. Wow, <laughs> you were so different. It was a life changing experience. <laughs> did you, you like wrap a sweater around your? I had I had a towel around my head. <laughs> and I was <laughs> and white wine. I really oh, got into wow. the yeah. No, I'm not joking. I really got into the character. Constantly yeah. in a robe, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of wanted to know how you were influenced by food and how you became who you are today. Um, well, I grew up in a foodie household. My mom is um, she's from Hong Kong and she's a great cook, but she's Asian style, like no rules, no measurements, just, yes. but her food always just turns out good. We don't know how she does it. <laughs> and, um, and then my sister works for cherry bomb, which is like a magazine that, um, that highlights women in food. So we've worked together, you know, with a lot of magazines and that's like cool. That in New York. Yeah. yeah that's dope. So just, but I was a designer. I didn't go to culinary school. Yeah. yeah. So design <laughs> is like a very creative field. I was wondering about that because it, it is rare for Asians to go stereotypically to go into any design field, really, or creative mm -hmm. field. Um, did you just not feel as fulfilled designing like furniture? Was food always like calling your name, you felt like? Um, I really don't know how I got into except that I love to eat. So, <laughs> I mean, that's like the first thing. But I think I at a certain point, I was living in the Bay Area, I went to design school, and I was designing like high end furniture right. and things that I didn't feel like were accessible. But mm. what I love about food is that, you know, young or old, rich or poor, like everyone likes good food from all cultures. And I felt like there was this you know, way that it brings people together that I love. So, so yeah, I got into food that way. Just. That's true. Like we, uh, once we moved here, we bought like our very first nice piece of furniture. It's a, <laughs> it was like a West Elm uh, sofa that was like $3,000. Yeah. And that's really yeah. inaccessible. So that's interesting yeah. as a designer, you're like, man, I'm making something that not a lot of people can enjoy. No. They can buy one and of this thing. Yeah. Or it's a status object more than it is, you know, something that you can use. So, right. Um, I mean, food can be status too, but I, but I think that, you know, I just love cooking for friends and family. Yeah. And that's kind of where, where it started. That's so cool. That's kind of what drew us to you because we're both comedians and actors, but we found a way how to make food like part of what we do. Cause we're, we both love food. Let's do a podcast yeah. about it. No one else is yeah. doing it in the comedy field. So that's really cool that uh, you were able to take that design background because I think, would you say one of the things that made you really popular was like 
the beautiful pictures you took because not only does your food look like it tastes good but it's like very your instagram is like very pleasing to look at thank you i think that the thing that makes me different is that i i think of food in a visual way mm. versus and of course that has to taste good but you know they always say like you eat with your eyes first so yes. um so i ended up doing a lot of like styling and photo shoots and you know i think about how it looks before i even cook the dish a lot of the time wow. like mm. subtly like i'm not even noticing that i am but um, so you did um food styling like for commercials and print shoots and stuff like that like burger oh, like <laughs> I burger call, game I call, I call, like, i'm not gonna name who but sure. i call it making burger money it's Got not it. necessarily yeah. you know because i live by farms now and i want to do like i want to highlight like more sustainable agriculture but at the same time when a burger job calls you yeah you can't say no you can't yeah. say you gotta pay rent in new york <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah dude you got to make the burger money. So you that's know, how we feel when we do a commercial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's like yeah. I feel bad every time we're trying yeah. to do our own thing. But also like Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't call it. Burger it. Money. I call it blood money. But it's it's blood money. Yeah. Own, you know, that's that's what we do. So for us, we have to like audition to get into these. Things. Like, how do you become a food stylist for these commercials and these print ads? Like, do they see your work and then kind of hire you? Or was that part of like Jules? of new york like creating this um company that was like no we do this and now we have a name for ourselves i think it started out as like i would just make dinner and people would be like that looks good maybe mm. you should do this photo shoot and i'm like oh what's a photo shoot and i didn't know that there was anything i didn't know what styling was even before i moved to new york that it was a job or yeah. kind of a job and i think that i just started doing it just really naturally and then lying about about doing like oh yeah i can do that ice cream like how do i do ice cream (laughs) on on a shoe i love it (laughs) this show is supported by state farm insurance is a part of any solid financial plan making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Freaking out, learning, calling other people. In New York, I what I loved about learning there is that you can get anything done. You can yes. you can start a business in a week, like you could lie about it and ask other people to <laughs> help you, and then you get the you know just like you I can love find other people that are smarter and better than you mm-hmm. in New York, but it's harder in other places. That's I love that spirit because that's the spirit of New York. <laughs> Everyone is. is a little bit of a scammer because yeah, yeah. how like how do you yeah. get into stuff? You kind of have to embellish. 
your yeah. skills. Like, we call it we call it faking it till you make it. Exactly. So it's not as bad sounding as scam, but it is definitely a scam. <laughs> I do feel love like that you did that. We love that about yeah. you. Yeah. And once you yeah. get a couple under your belt, it's like, well, I did it. Then you did it. <laughs> a couple light True. scams under your belt. Nothing crazy. It is yeah. interesting though, because I did a Tostitos commercial one time and they had a food stylist there. And I oh. swear to God, the Tostitos were treated better than I was. Because we weren't allowed to like touch the food, like no. it was all set up and like yeah. They always say the food stylist is the meanest person because <laughs> everyone's like, "Hey, yo, you finished that burger? Can I eat that?" I'm like, "No, no. Like, no. don't touch it, don't look at it, right. don't breathe on it." And we'll they're like, "We have to eat this catering instead." Like, yeah. I wanted to eat the stuff on set, and you kind of have to like reject everyone. If you're we were mean. filming in this house, and they couldn't run the AC because it would pick up on the microphones. Oh. And the food stylist was the only person who got a fan. Because her the food had to all like not melt and look bad, yeah. so it was like, yeah, the food is like the star of the show. And if you're yeah, doing the- a Tostitos commercial, yeah, the Tostitos is going to be the star, not some Asian dude you've never heard of. <laughs> well, <laughs> I understand, Ryan. I did a commercial for it was a fake burger, Dr. Prager's, like they're like veggie burgers and stuff. And truly, that veggie burger got the star treatment, mm-hmm. like makeup, lighting, <laughs> everything. And I was just there. They're like, all right pretend you enjoy this and i'm like i actually do like this if i could just have they're like no you can't have this <laughs> yeah, sandwich. you can never have the f- i'm very hungry people no, always man. ask if you do a food commercial like oh did you get to eat it no no, no. i you looked no at it lovingly eat it yeah, yeah it's been it's been sitting out for 10 hours and it's filled with it's <laughs> do filled you with think like i wouldn't eat it? and <laughs> it's like <laughs> dangerous abs- to yeah eat. but i like <laughs> that danger do you understand <laughs> so how did you go from <laughs> Like, so you, you start working in styling food and then you create like your collective jewels of New York. How did that yeah. start? Um, I started the business with a best friend and we had our studio split into like, we had catering was half of it. And then we would do photo shoots and, mm. and write recipes and do cookbooks. And that was more of my strength. Yeah. So once she was like, mm, I got to go back to graphic design. I don't want to <laughs> live like this anymore. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I get over and I made it more about just like creating visual imagery for different mm. clients and like working on collaborations and things like that. Yeah. Oh, so you ended the so, more. Yeah, I, I moved to the got catering it. side. Yeah, right. it was mm. too hard. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, That's photo fair. shoots and like making kind of social media content has become a real strength for me. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was something I could do anywhere. So that kind of helped me um, kind of move out here. Gotcha. But if so, if yeah. you were needed on the East Coast, you could just always hop back and if do a the job burger here. money calls, yes. I will. But I'm trying not to. <laughs> well, I feel yeah. like you're close enough to LA, right? There's like a plethora of jobs you oh, can do. There's so, so many. many burger jobs yeah. you can get in LA. Yeah. I think the goal is to never do another burger job. Sure. But yeah. Okay. So I live now. I live somewhere like I reduced my overhead, and I'm living really mm-hmm. simply. And and I hope I can just work on books and things like that. that oh, I feel closer cool. To. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that West Coast thing. I'll never yeah. understand. You have to let go of like trying to do everything and just, you know, be like, I just want to do the stuff I want to do. And, and oh, I've never thought about simple. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what I if know. I do all the things is what's constantly <laughs> going on in my brain. Do you feel happier on the West Coast? I always feel happier when I'm back home. New York is a very uh, anxiety ridden place. 
Yeah, I lived in New York for 15 years, so mm-hmm. I feel like I really put my time in. And yeah. I always thought I I did well there, like, career-wise. So I, I felt so grateful that I got to do a cool job in New York. So I just kept staying there. Yeah. But really, every time I would come back, I'd be like, you know, everyone's wearing flip-flops. I feel relaxed. <laughs> everyone's late. You don't have to be anywhere. It's just, like, easygoing and no one honks. So it's yeah. like, no... Yeah, it's a little different. It's different, but it's not perfect because everyone flakes on you and they don't say what they mean and no one will um, speak their mind. So there is like that side of it. Like, you know, it's missing some of the passion. Right. The the New York is very blunt. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, what do you mean? And people here are like, don't say what you mean. Like, don't ever (laughs) say what you mean. Just like talk about the weather or something. (laughs) (laughs) Someone once said that people in LA are nice and people in New York are kind. And Mm, I thought that was very interesting. Like we won't be nice to you, but we will like show you where to go in a mean way. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) people, people in LA are just going to be nice to you and not actually mean it. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. That's really interesting. They won't go out of their way to help you, you know, Mm. like, but in New York, people, you'll, people will scream at someone to like, pick up their dog shit or whatever. (laughs) Like what you think you own the sidewalk, like this is for everyone to enjoy, but they're like, they love the mean delivery, but it is for the greater good. So it it is, is, it is, but here, no would ever (laughs) like to pick up after your dog or tell someone how to live, you know? It's much more passive aggressive, I feel like. And New York is aggressive aggressive. <laughs> it's super aggressive. But I like it. Like, you know, you go back and you're, I, I miss seeing people like yell out their window and things like that. You're like, ah, oh, it's yeah. refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like expression, like just yeah. expression in general. So it's really nice. I think putting your time in, like you said, is the perfect way to put it. Cause 15 years, it's almost like you did a prison sentence. It's like, all right, <laughs> I did my time in New York. Now I can go anywhere. Cause I like that really yeah. is like I think having a, any New York job on your resume, someone will be like, okay, they can handle anything. Yeah. 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 And, or, or like, maybe you don't have to handle so much here. Right. Like they're just like, can't hand like done. At, you're done earlier. People are like kind of doing things a little more half-assed, but I I'm like before I, I, being in New Yorker, you'd be like, they're not working hard enough. But now you're like, they're the smarter ones. They're at the beach. So <laughs> exactly. They like right, left guys. early and went surfing. Uh, it's you a sold priority. me. That's <laughs> what I'm going to move to LA. I plan on doing everything half-assed. You really you, sold dude. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You did it. They're smarter. I totally agree. In comedy, New York comics are known for doing like four sets a night. Right. And then I'll look at my friends who are doing comedy in LA and they're at the beach. And I'm like, wait, that's way better. Like, why am I doing four I'm sets of night? jokes on the <laughs> yeah, beach. Right. Like, you don't understand me. The beach is better. Yeah, it makes way more <laughs> yeah. sense. So, it's hard, though. Yeah, you get shamed a little bit, though, because everyone here, what they work on is they work on their body. Like, oh. they work out all day. Their wellness ritual takes, like, yeah. hours. And you're like, man, I am, like, not a good person because I want to work. I don't, like, want to do, like, meditate for three hours a day. I can't do it. No. I just nap and tell people. And also, we have, like, four months out of the year where our bodies, it doesn't matter what they look like because it's freezing. Yeah. It's always nice in uh, Southern California, so. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think. different. I think that's a good segue to one of our food news, um, (laughs) one of our food news items what our bodies look like now, now that COVID has happened. 
Gwyneth Paltrow talked about the fact that during COVID, she started eating a foreign substance called bread. She um, let bread. Really, <laughs> and she's feeling very different about it. So is there anything yeah. that you started eating during COVID that you didn't before and now your body is different? Hmm. I've never, <laughs> I've never denied myself of any pleasure when it's it comes beautiful. to food, um, I think that there was this whole trend that was in L- started in LA and then was in New York, was which like all day cafe grain bowls. Mm-hmm. And ever since COVID, I really that wasn't really any of my <laughs> diet. I'm like, wait a second, like I make pasta all the time yeah. now, and definitely like bread and like just anything that makes you feel cozy. You now, why would like, you eat a grain bowl at the end of the world? No <laughs> reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> There's like a wasp. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, was I'm outside. I, I thought it'd be really romantic to have like an outdoor kitchen. And now I'm like, there's fucking wasps <laughs> everywhere. Damn, they're just like. Wait, okay, so your so kitchen is, goes it to the outdoors. Really it I looks know, beautiful. Right? Wow. <laughs> um, I have a small guest unit that I rent. So the inside was really small. And I thought like, why don't I just expand the prep area? That's very cool. And cook outside, but also get attacked by wasps. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> First wasp on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. First time, long time. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I too have also just like, there's really, (laughs) I haven't felt any reason to like, I was very good about eating healthy at first. And then it's just gone on too long. Now it's like, I'll order from every place in my neighborhood and just make fried chicken and tacos. I don't care anymore. Same, Brian. I was looking at my, my pictures of myself, like from, beginning of quarantine to like six or seven months in. And I was like, yeah. damn, I was looking good. And then all of a sudden I did let bread into my life, the same that Gwyneth did. And it was over <laughs> for me. And um, now I don't fit into any clothing. So <laughs> that I just took out my, you probably don't have to worry about this because you live in California and life is nice for you, but we had to put away our winter clothes and take out our summer clothes. And I'm realizing that I do not fit into any of my summer clothes and they must have shrunk in storage because it's not, can't possibly be my fault. Yeah, it's not the McDonald's. No, it's not the McFlurries. (laughs) It's absolutely the storage. I'm not storing it properly. That's what it must be. Dan, do you always um, eat well or do you have any guilty pleasures that you indulge in fast food wise? Of course. I mean, everyone should have one. Mine is for sure in and out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, ever, there was a COVID testing center right next to it. And because <laughs> I didn't want to go, I would always say, well, afterwards I'm going to take myself to in and out. Yes. Cause I have to, I'm in a small town. So I have to drive. It's like driving into the city to get mm-hmm. the COVID test. And I was like, every time I would just like sit in my car and eat a burger in my lap. And it would just feel so good. I love how, when you go through the drive in there, they're like, are you going to in the car? Like in the car is an option here. That's like not frowned upon, right. like eating on your lap. And they're like, you know, we'll get it ready for you if it's in the car. And it's, I oh, love that. Beautiful. Love in no, and I, out. <laughs> I call that the winter circle when I'm eating in the parking lot in the car. That's the winter circle, mm-hmm. baby. You're that's eating right. all of the best things. I'm glad you cleared that up too, because um, in and out is far superior to Shake Shack, uh, which everyone loves here. I don't here. remember what in and out tastes like. Well, what what is it close to? It's it, it, it that's the thing. It's not to? close to anything. It's a, it's a league of its own. It's fresher. It's um, juicier. It's just it's a far and away better than Shake Shack. Fine. 
And they have a secret menu that makes it like really fun. Yeah. I feel like all the fast food here has a secret menu. So one of the things here is the Neapolitan milkshake. Oh, yeah. That's really good. What happens there? Talk to me about this. It's a milkshake that is like, it has chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. And it's just off menu. So you just like like layer by layer or is it all mixed together? No, it's like, (laughs) it's layered. Like a parfait? It's layered like how when you buy the ice cream, it's like layered vertically. You know what okay. I mean? So I don't know how they do that. It's like yeah. all three at the same. So good. The wow. All yeah. we have are McFlurries here. And most of the time the machine is broken. It's so always broken. It's always broken. And there are no layers to that. Part the milkshake machine on In-N-Out sad. never broken. You know why? <laughs> because In-N-Out is powered by the Lord. They are. It is. Yeah. It is. It's so like everyone that works there is so happy and mm-hmm. beautiful and smiling. And it's so weird. <laughs> it's, weird. it's a different filet, honestly. Yeah. You can never really have that energy on the East Coast. In and Out is only oh. a West Coast institution because that energy is so California. No, Chick-fil-A is nice to me and tells me to have a blessed day. So well, that's Midwest, though. That's the Midwest. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a little different. You're right. Fine. Let's move Fine. on to our next food news item. Um, I, Diana, we want as as a culinary expert, we want your take on this okay. because it's something uh, we hold near and dear to our hearts. Well, I do. Ariel it's doesn't important. as much. I love ranch dressing. And this graduation season, Hidden Valley Ranch is coming out with special edition bottles of ranch with graduation caps on them. And then you can personalize them with the graduate's name on it. So you can get a bottle. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's, congratulations. Is it cool? Diana. Diana? Where do you stand on ranch in general? Because I put it on everything. Okay, so Californians love ranch. And you can't hide your past. Like, it's (laughs) what you dip your pizza crust into. Yes. New Yorkers kill you for that. No, I went with a bunch of Californians to Lucali's, which is like an institution. And, and my friends were like, you got some of that white sauce. And like, what are you talking about? I was so embarrassed. I was like, they're like, they didn't understand like marinara. Like they just brought a bowl of marinara. And I was like, <laughs> no, they want ranch to dip their crust mm-hmm. in. Like, and I used to be so ashamed of it, but now I like <laughs> love barbecue chicken pizza and I like yes. ranch and, it's good. It's so good. It is so good. I, I don't even. I don't even stop at just the crust. I dip the whole thing. Oh, with the other the pizza. Oh. Yep. Oh. The whole pizza. Regardless I don't care. Topping. Yep. <laughs> wow. I love. I don't ranch. like where this conversation has gone. I did. Ariel, I'm telling you, enthusiast. it's a West Coast thing. I don't know why we love ranch, but it, we just do. I put it on it. French fries. I love ranch with French fries. Yeah. I think disgusted. that um, also the, our pizzas here are really doughy and thick. You need something to soak it up because <laughs> like East coast is super thin crust, very light toppings. And it's like a source of pride here. It's like focaccia almost. So you have to dip it in something you can't get. So it's got to it. be ranch. You've got to dip it in ranch. It does. It, does. it just yeah, has it does. to be. Can we dip it in literally anything? No, else? it cools it down. Oh. It's perfect. <laughs> it has to be ranch. <sighs> Yeah, it's all about ranch here. I don't know. I, I got into it again. I'm disappointed. Yes, I love not it. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Finally, you know, all of our guests are usually from the East Coast, and no uh, one has had my back ever on this. So thank you so yeah. much, Diana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, she I said you can't. Hide your I past. get it. It's great. We have different um, standards here. 
lower one. Yeah. You said yes. people cared about their bodies. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Putting ranch on things? Dipping? Because they like work on their bodies, but then they get high and they get really hungry. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then they get eat really bad and they feel so guilty that they punish themselves by like running mm. 10 miles. It's like, okay. it's just an eating disorder. Okay. So it's just like a really <laughs> long eating disorder that involves yeah. lunch. Okay. Yeah. I feel yes. good about this. Yeah. <laughs> Dana, we My- have, we, uh, we have to wrap up soon, but I wanted to talk about your cookbook before we got out of here. How does one get a cookbook? That's really cool because you, as you've said, you didn't go to culinary school. You're not like a professionally trained chef. That's the people you yeah. think of uh, when you get cookbooks. How do you get it? And what was the process like writing it? Um, how did I get it? So that cookbook that I worked on was when like, I think it was the peak of when blogs are popular. So I had mm. a food blog that was before Instagram that was like lifestyle with food. Like, and I think that um, that was new at the time, <laughs> really old. There was no lifestyle component of food. So, um, you know, eventually publishers took interest and then I got an, a literary agent and we shopped, like I, I put together a book proposal because, you know, I could, I have the design background so it yeah. made it easier. And we just ended up shopping it around and, um, you know, finding a publisher that was great to work with. And, and I'm starting to put together material for a new one, which is totally different. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I loved your, um, Dan Dan Pappardelle, uh, recipe. Cause that's something I had actually done. We talked about on this podcast because I didn't have, um, Asian noodles and I just Mm -hmm. used whatever I had and it was Pappardelle. And then I saw you do it for Bon Appetit. And that was very validating because like, yes, because yeah. people get yeah. mad when you mix Asian they or do. Italian noodles. It's but me. I was like, dude, I, it's, I, perfect noodle. it's almost like the flat uh, noodles that you get at a place like, like a Taiwanese a place. Yeah. Yeah. It's really similar. And um, I think that I had the same thing. I thought of that dish when I was in lockdown and I couldn't go to the Asian market. I lived Mm -hmm. in Crown Heights and I was like, there's nothing here, but I had a good pantry. So I was like, you know what? I, the first thing I did during when everyone's buying toilet paper, I went to Italy and I bought all (laughs) the pasta. So I had had bucatini, I had pappardelle and I was like making stuff with what I had. So it was the same idea. Like I ran, I couldn't get Asian noodles. So I used that. And I was like, actually, this is better. I think because I it's agree. more al dente. Yeah. Bite. It's way more al dente. Yeah. Yeah. It's I really cool. It. And I recently did um, Chinese barbecue pizza with um, Chinese <sighs> sausage. And that was also a good combo. Like, that sounds like for awesome. people that like okay. barbecue pizza. Right. Chinese I sausage. I love on everything. Ranch. Yeah. But yeah, you can put Chinese sausage on anything and I'm going to eat it. But, but the ranch is the issue. Yeah. <laughs> Diana, do you have anything else to plug before uh, we get out of here? Um, No, I think I'm, you know, just follow me on Instagram and I'll be doing a lot of campfire cooking this summer. I'm, pr- mm. I'm learning to cook outside over fire and just like being a city person and learning to live out in the country. So you can kind of follow me on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, This is Diana Yen, everybody. I'm Brian Yang, and thanks for listening to the episode, along with... Ariel Lieti. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ariel Lieti. Diana, do you want to say your handle for us? It's... I'm sorry, I just changed it. (laughs) Just Diana Yen, you'll find it. Okay, Okay. yeah, she's everywhere. Bon appetit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. New new recipes coming out with them, though. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much, Diana. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.